must have gotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Plus. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Two chances for you. Welcome to episode number eight of The Take with Willie and Ian. I just, I've never actually really listened to that intro before. You say the F word in it. It's very bad. I didn't hear that. Yeah. No wonder we've got an explicit really? rating. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right when on. you say I'm a 25 minute man, which just quietly, ladies, he's not. Uh, <laughs> welcome minutes. to the show. How are you, William? Good. I'm good. Just come from um, a little promo we did for Deadly Choices. Like I'm an ambassador for um, New South Wales Deadly Choices. So I would go out there. Uh, do a few photo shoots and, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that with uh, Rennie Matur, so it was good getting out there. So they, they're starting starting some good work because I don't think they thought they were going to do anything this year because of COVID. Yeah. Um, obviously, everything's changed. All the rules have, have, have lightened up and we can get out into the country, so it's good. That jersey, what's that actually that jersey for? Do they play? Do they pick a side and play a game, or is well, that just a merchandising well that, thing? Well, that's what you get if you get your seven five seven five one health check. Yep, I could be wrong there. Seven one five or seven five one health check. Something number. So if you check. go in there and get a health check, you get that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's so it's good. a great initiative because a lot of the indigenous people they don't get their health check because they want they want something. Now that they get that, they get a hoodie if they get their second. They get their second um, checkup, so it, it's really working that initiative because they love that because you can only get one if you get a if you get a health check. That's great. So yeah. we'll actually put because it's a really nice jersey. So we'll actually put a photo of that up on our social media stuff so that you can see that and yeah, go and get your health checked. I should probably. Yeah, good. No one will give me anything. I just won't get long term illnesses. <laughs> um, just quickly before we go on, I just wanted to. Um, bring up Nathan Stapleton's injury. Um, Nathan Stapleton obviously was a, uh, a player for the for the Cronulla side and I think he signed with the Roosters as well. He's been playing rugby union in a place called Borua. I've got some really good friends in Borua and um, great horse country down there. And it's just awful. It's really affected the whole community. And Nathan Stapleton um, has been injured, if you don't know, in a, in a game of rugby union and, and he's um, had pretty significant injuries. So... Have a look and get on that GoFundMe page and, yeah. and try and put some support behind the family. Hopefully they do. Um, I'm not sure if rugby league community can help out. Um, we went through such a tragic event with Alex McKinnon, and I know the NRL have really have really helped um, Macker out financially. And I hope um, rugby union does the same thing with Nathan because um, you know this game we play it's a it's a brutal sport and it's um, both union and league and these are these these are the worst case scenarios that can happen. So. Prayers go out to um, to young Nathan. I remember playing against him a couple of times. He's a good kid. Um, yeah, so he's got a GoFundMe. We'll put that on our website yeah, we'll and everything. So hopefully yeah. Rugby Union, all the league community can help this kid out. And we're going to donate 500 bucks to yeah. the GoFundMe page for Nathan Stapleton. So we'll put up the things on our website, yeah. masonstake.com. It's called. I'd look that up. <laughs> I should probably know it's that one. It's so whatever. hard to remember. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the Ian bit. Uh, Anzac Day, that was great. It's always good to – you actually went out to the game, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. You know what was really good is that you had to either play in that the Roosters and St. George game to have an Anzac Day or play in the Anzac Day test. So everyone else didn't really get their opportunity to play. So I think it was a great initiative by the NRL to put a whole round dedicating to Anzac Day. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. some of these guys, if you're playing for the Titans, if you're playing for Brisbane or anyone else – you don't get to experience that, you know, and you only get 17 players for the Australian team when they used to play the Anzac test. So I'm glad that 
everybody um, got to experience that, the last post and, and how special those moments are. I would like to have a big shout out to whoever designed some of those jerseys for that round. Yeah. It's just, it's not hard. Just make it a nice jersey that people <laughs> some, want to look some at. didn't even try. No, nah, that para one looked yeah. like a unicorn spewed. <laughs> uh, the other thing I think that let's just, let's discuss. I mean, Canterbury obviously had some pretty, you know, significant injury worries in COVID. And yeah. have you considered signing the bloke that did the old one two? On the Broncos That was, that was fan. actually good, wasn't it? He was in the one-minute silence, carrying like a pork chop, and the other bloke just went whack. I think Mike Tyson started that. Mike Tyson. <laughs> but I think, you know, if you sit there and you disrespect in the last post, I think you deserve that. 100%. Not bad I'm shots not, either. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. He had his shirt, bulldog shirt, tucked into his jeans. You don't fuck with a person like that. No. No. <laughs> if he's tucking his shirt in, he's ready to throw down. And he'd rolled the sleeves yeah, up too. He, he was, was ready. He was ready to roll. And, you know, everyone sort of, they sort of understood the disrespect that that other guy was shown and they didn't care. Well, that, full, that other bloke got kicked out. So And full credit to the bloke who came over and he had the business shirt on and he had the jersey over the top. Yeah. I love that. That's, style, stylish that is, people up in Brisbane. <laughs> that is the worst look of all time. The Anzac round is good. The other thing, Will, what about Corey Horsburgh, who poor bloke's just about to run on and play a game of footy, he's chewing, chewing gum. And all of a sudden, the media see that he blows a bubble and they turn on him and go, oh, now he's had to come out and do it. What? It's not, he didn't do it. Like, he, he's apologised and said, but I mean. But what did he do? What's he tell me about a, this? He blew a bubble. Like, he was chewing bubble gum. That's or what chewing happens gum, when you chew chewing gum. And then the, the camera caught him blowing a bubble during the minute silence and that. It's like. Oh, it was during the minute silence. But he wasn't really, I don't know. Just, just very picky and petty at what they pick on now. Everybody has to pick. And he's apologised anyway, so leave him alone. The other thing that people are saying is disrespectful, William, is the old Viking clap, the Canberra Viking clap, and then Penrith. What is happening to us? We just pick on that. Like, I was watching that game. Do you think anyone from Penrith or Canberra really give a shit? There's a, there's a rivalry there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It goes back to the freaking 91 grand final or whatever it was. Whatever it was. Um, that is very petty. I can't believe they even spoke about that. And what Ricky Shield say, fuck me, Dad, and just walked out. Has That's ever, exactly what it deserved. Has there ever been a more Australian press conference than a bloke getting asked about Can blokes you, clapping and him going, fuck me, dead? Fuck me, dead. That should be a soundbite. <laughs> and just taken all around the world. Ricky Stewart, this is how you coach. Um, yeah, I feel sorry for Ricky. You know, like Canberra trying really hard. Penrith are a red-hot side. They're probably the best comp in the best team in the comp. Like, you think he gives a shit about the Viking clap? No one cares. But we seem to make a big deal out of this. Is this disrespectful? No, it's like, who's going to get in trouble? Like, you could blame the whole of Penrith. Penrith. It's all Penrith's fault. They've, they've done more disrespectful shit than a Viking clap. Trust me. They got the first Krispy Kreme, Penrith. Yeah. I think if you look at... <laughs> do you know what we should do, Zig? We should, we, should, <laughs> we should get that little soundbite from Ricky Stewart, and I should get a button, and every time Willie says something stupid... Yeah, fuck me. I get, to, I get yeah. to press the button and yeah. it gets a play. We can bring that in. <laughs> I, I, Penrith, I don't know. The thing with Penrith, at the moment... They've got a bunch of young kids who are genuinely good footballers. They grew up together. They they have an air of – I mean, people are calling it arrogance. I just think they're confident. They're confident and they enjoy their football. And so it's no different from your dog side yeah. where you just knew you were better than other teams. Yeah. And so, you know, you're enjoying your footy and it might come across as disrespectful. I do not see it as disrespectful. Neither do I, because I sort of see like when we were in a dom when you're in a dominant side, it's just that air of 
it is an air of little bit of arrogance because you're expected to you're expected to win. You don't care. Like you're not you're not really worried about the opposition. You're worried about your own performance and how much you can beat the other team by. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's what Penrith looked like. Penrith and Melbourne, those sort of teams, they've got some mad swag, they've got confidence, they're not used to losing. That whole team there for the last three or four years have probably lost like ten games. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that you know, you're playing out of Penrith in front of your own people. And they just have that swag. Like I like it. I dig it. You know what I mean? They're, they're confident. They're young. They're brash. And they're like, they're not going to put up with shit. They're going to beat the shit out of you. Try and just win. Yeah. That's the only way you can shut literally, literally yeah. shut those people up. Or the team. Or they come and beat us at our home ground. I dare you. It's going to be hard. And they've just got so many people that love them out there. And so you go to that ground. Like it's a nothing game against Canberra. They're just rolling up. For and their it's team. just packed it's really good to see actually i feel right. sorry for like you look at the reverse of crowds and say you look at the penrith crowd and they're there watching a side that you know won the comp last year and will go very very close yeah. to winning the comp again this year and then you've got newcastle up there where they got twenty five thousand. same sort of thing they just love their rugby league yeah. and then they get served that dog shit from last week and you go mm. Mm. newcastle people are there they'd be very disappointed very disappointed i've played up there for three years i'm a newcastle boy they don't really care if you get beat. It's the effort. You just got to put maximum effort in. Otherwise, I tell you, they'll, they'll come and question you on the street. They'll pull you up. Mm. You know, like, that's the sort of people. They, they just want the team going out there representing them. Blue-collar workers, rip in as hard as you can. The result will take care of itself. Usually, you know, they want you to win, but, like, they want effort. And some of those plays on the weekend, they were subpar. Just, and that's been very nice. That's nice. Yeah. Subpar, <laughs> much better, <laughs> much better than what you talk about off air. So I think the other thing you put a um, you put a tweet up during the Penrith game saying Penrith are the best team in the comp and some f- what wankers. But heaps oh. of people is like, oh, great scoop. take, take scoop. <laughs> It's like, and then Melbourne come out and Melbourne put seventy, but they put fifty points on and a half. And you go, I should have doubled down and said, I mean Melbourne, Melbourne are the best team. Melbourne, but it's not like Penrith, like. It's taken this amount of time for them to show that they are just capable of playing tough through the middle. They're capable. Like Penrith have literally in the last two weeks, I reckon, put their stamp on this. Yeah. But Melbourne come out and do that as if to say, well, hang on a second. We're here. Don't forget about us. So I think the other thing I find interesting, Will, everyone used to hate Melbourne. Now everyone mm. loves Melbourne. The way they play with Pappenhausen and, and Munster. And Maybe because Cam Smith. And I think it's got to be Cam oh, it Smith. Is. It's because Cam Smith used to rub the media wrong. They, yeah. they always wanted to see him fail because he just kept winning. Winning in origin, winning in tests, playing multiple th- hundreds of games, like breaking every single record, pretty much saying what he, whatever he wants in the media. I love Cam. I know Cam's like personally, he's a great guy, great for the game, but I reckon they, they didn't like Melbourne because of Cam Smith. Yeah, it's weird, isn't and it? And now it's like you've got Brandon Sniff, you've got Harry Grant, you've got all these, you know, They're Golden Child, yeah. Pappenhausens and stuff like, you know, because that have real big Queensland intingement there. Is that the right word? Contingent. Contingent, yep. yes. Um, intingement. Is that intingent. a word? No, it is, it is now. Oh, it is now. Where's the Ricky um, Stewart? You know, Ding. like Billy, you know, Billy Slater and GI, they had, a, you know, about like eight Queensland representatives. Now they've got a few Blues players. They had the Fox down there for five or six years and Kiwis and stuff like that now. So... That Melbourne slash Queensland team is is pretty much out. Yeah, but it is funny because you look at sides and there are certain sides that everyone sort of dislikes, you know, like you've got your Manleys or your Melbournes or whatever, and then all of a sudden 
certain players leave and you go, well, you did you, did you not like the team or maybe you just no, don't just like, like players? Didn't, didn't like certain players. Yeah. That, that's that's what it was with Melbourne because Cam Smith, like he just he was captain of Australia, captain of Melbourne, captain of Queensland, three of the best sides in sports in Australia. Here's one for you. Will can Cam Smith come out and captain the Dolphins because they've the got Dolphins. no other players? Zero yeah. players. Who are they going to get? I'm hearing, hearing things that Munster's probably looking at either re-signing there or he's going to go to the Broncos. Something like that. Yeah, right. Like the Dolphins Thanks, are not, Scoop. The are Dolphins not, aren't are not even, even in, in it. But yeah. who knows? Like, I don't think I don't think they're completely out from Munster, but they have they have some good signings. But they just you know you got to fill a, a thirty man roster plus Which, juniors. Yeah. Your reserve grade and everything. So you're talking 50 – can they sign 50 players? Well, presumably gotta, they're just going to have to take Redcliffe and start pulling blokes straight out of Redcliffe into NRL. And, I mean, those blokes at Redcliffe – They're not up to They haven't, they haven't made – Yeah, they, they haven't they made – They don't deserve to play the NRL, so I don't think they'll do that. It'll just be a matter of time. Just because they haven't, like, signed any massive marquee players like Munster and all that kind of stuff and they missed out on Harry Grant and all – there's going to be a lot of players that come off contract. People just need to understand it's round eight, get through the whole year, then they'll make their decisions. People can just jump out of the ground through origin and all that kind of stuff into the grand finals, semifinals. So some young kids could be off contract this year and then, you know, they're in a prime position. If you're, if you're playing right now and you're off contract and you're playing shit, you're in no room to negotiate. You know what I mean? There's only a couple of people like Munster, and Munster's there for another one or two years, right? Munster's got another year, so he 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 will literally not play unless yeah. the Storm release him. They won't. They're not going to release. He him. just wants. He just got to pay Munster what he's worth. I think that's what he's that's what he's complaining about. That's the only reason why his name's being thrown out there because I think Munster's worth a mil plus. Well, they're sort of talking seven twenty seven fifty. He's probably or on that already. Him. Yeah, he's he probably is. on that yeah. already, and he just wants to get paid accordingly. So. When at what point do the Dolphins have to? Because I know people are off contract, but how many contracts get signed just in preseason? You know, like you've got until October. Yeah. They still have to. I don't know. I, I think like after they're... Origin, they'll they'll have a few way more signings. Yeah, because people, you know, yeah, it goes up. You know, if you make Origin, then you you you're, your money goes up. So, like, I think if you're a kid that's on the cusp and you're sort of waiting for that, like, I think you know that's that's part of the plan. Plus, management, all that kind of stuff. You know, like you gotta you gotta take your time with deals. You know, and you and it's a whole new club. It's a, it's a bit of a risk if you're if you're a player like Munster. It's a risk going to the Dolphins. You've just made. He's what since 2012, I think, when he debuted, he's been in the grand final or something like. Every single year or the other year, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, so you're going from success like that to a, a club that is just starting, and he's still in the prime of his career. You understand from Jesse Bromwich and all those sort of other players, he's at the end of his career. He's going to be 32, 33 next year. Felice Cafusi, all those other guys, they're cashing in because they've been down in Melbourne. They've been so successful. Now it's time for them to, you know, to reap some rewards and get, and get some money at the back end of their career. Munster's already on some decent money. He loves it down in Melbourne, but I know he's a Queenslander as well, so you don't know you don't know what can happen. Well, let's act, we'll come back to that actually in terms of um, whether people will take unders to go to a better club because I think they will. But one thing with Wayne Bennett, so Wayne Bennett's been obviously everyone knows Caelan Ponga Circus is over. He signed with mm. Newcastle. One thing I found really odd was that Wayne Bennett, when he was trying to sign Caelan Ponga, sounds like he gave him a bake, like. <laughs> Do you, how yeah. good are you? Do you want to be good? You, you're comfortable. Yeah. And I think it got in his dad's feelings a little bit. And when you signed with Newcastle, 
Did Wayne come up to you and say, you're actually not that good? No, really? never. No. Yeah. And I was, I was 32, but like I was, you know, I was at like Kalen Ponga and like Wayne knew what I could bring to the, to the club. You know, it was nothing like that. But yeah, you got to, it's a different breed now, isn't it? I would have loved it? to so have one, said just say one, yeah, one word like that to a young kid. And if you question their like talent and stuff like that, that could be straight off you. Off. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what seems what happened. Like Wayne goes, do you want to be great? You do I don't know, maybe, maybe uh, rub Mr. Ponger up the wrong way. He runs that joint, so. Mm. All right, well, let's just go back to assuming that Wayne doesn't tell every other player that he's trying to sign that but they're you're average, mate. You're terrible. <laughs> you're take just not unders. Good. You better take unders. Taking unders. So look at you look at, I guess, a perfect example of sort of the difference between money and club and success. you got Xavier Coates who just scored four tries on the wing. Mm. And I don't. I'm not using Josh Adokar as a specific example because of the dogs or whatever. But then you got Josh Adokar, who who the Storm couldn't keep because you know he's he's a marquee player and yep. he's a, a state of origin and a Test player. So they bought him and they brought him into the systems. Xavier Coates is down there scoring four tries mm. on less money than what you know yeah. Josh Adokar's on. Josh Adokar's now up in a situation where he's starting to get some ball. You know they're yeah. starting to work out how to use him, but. Ultimately, as a player, how much of the decisions that you make are based just around dollars and how much is like, all right, I'm going to go to this club and like the Dolphins and I'm going to struggle for success for a number of years? Mm. It'll depend where you are in your career, how many rep jerseys you've got in, how much have you won a, have you won a premiership, have you done this? Like, where the perfect, perfect example is Xavier Coates and Josh Adokar. The Fox has been dominant, probably the best winger in the world for the last three or four years, been in grand finals, won grand finals, played origin, won origin, you know, integral parts of all those teams. Xavier Coates, you know, like young, talented as hell, going, you know what, I actually just want success because I don't don't see the Broncos going like that. I see Melbourne is already up there. All I need to do is do my job. And that's the perfect example. He probably took less money to back himself down there for two or three years. He's going to be 25, 20, 25 when he comes off contract. Then he can get that big money contract. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the best scenario for both those guys, you know, like where Fox probably wasn't going to get paid half of what he got. he's getting paid now. You know what yeah, I mean? Like he's, yeah. you know, and he deserves to get paid because you've got to understand these guys are getting older and older. You want two or three max contracts in your, in your career where Xavier Coates has gone, you know what? Even though he's he's a he's a talent, he's a massive talent. He's like you know what I don't see my future here at, at the Broncos, winning stuff. You know, like would that get my chances higher to play rep football? You know what I mean? Like now you're looking at him going, he's going to get picked for Queensland. He could get picked for Australia. He has that sort of talent. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. So he's made it. He's made a strict like rugby league decision. Xavier Coates, not money, not nothing, just success. Yeah, and it just depends on where you are in your career. Like Munster could make that decision after next year because. What else could he do for Melbourne? Yeah. Then, like, he could go and sign a three-year deal with, with the Broncos or or the Dolphins and n- not feel bad about leaving. The he's other, done a lot for that club. Because Nick Meaney's another one who's just – he's come in and he, he must think it's Christmas well, all you of just a sudden. See, I mean, you go, you're, you're in Melbourne. It's the best system, the best culture in, in Australian sports. You just go down there and you, you just do your job. Hmm. That's what me and Xavier Coates have done. They've got talent, but – but, Belly just has this knack of getting the best out of you. Yeah. Like he gets like nine out of 10 out of you. You know what I mean? Every single week where other coaches, they don't seem to get the best out of their players. 
Xavier Coates runs when he hits, when he hits space. He runs like he's got Craig Bellamy, and he's terrified yeah, yeah. of him yelling. And he just can hear his voice. He's just trying to outrun <laughs> Bellamy's run, voice. Spit, not yeah. even. <laughs> um, one other thing, William. Let's talk about because one thing that I've noticed is that the players that cop the most scrutiny in the game. We've talked about this before, but the players that cop the most scrutiny are the ones that are getting paid big money, right? Yeah. So David Fafita goes out into the centres. He has a crack at the centres, which, I mean, from a coaching perspective, I think there were some holes in that decision. Yeah. But all of a sudden, he's not worth this. Kalen Pong assigns a contract. Everyone wants to have a shot about what he's worth, what he's not worth. Ben Hunt has struggled with that. Ben Hunt's been St. George's best player for Ash, a number of Ash years. Taylor. You know, and Ash Taylor Milford, basically out of Milford. the game. Yeah. So They're both out of the game, Ash Taylor and Milford. Yeah. And they had that, They've been they had that tag of like the million-dollar players. So with that money becomes – you know, there's a target on you and it becomes responsibility to be the best player in your team or at least a top three player. But you got to be getting the ball right. You know what I mean? Like Katoni <laughs> Staggs and all that kind of stuff. Like Fafita is not a centre. Like there's, there's, there's levels to stuff. Like he's a he's a back rower or a lock. You know what I mean? Like that, Since Talakai. Now yeah, everyone's, everyone's you know, a like centre. It's just like, just like, watch Thursday night and go, oh, if you're big and strong, you can... Yeah. Go in the centres. It's, it's all good when the when Harper's just backing off the whole time. <laughs> if you, you know, who, who did um who did uh, Fafita play against? Uh, who'd they play? Cowboys. Cowboys. Val Holmes. Yeah. He's a world-class player. You know what I mean? So, like, when you're defending at right four where he usually does and then you go out further, you're on an island. You're coming against these blokes who are genuinely quicker than you and centres. You know what I mean? Like, Val Holmes is a gun player. Dave Fafita is a gun player. I'm not putting him against Val Holmes. Sorry. I'm just putting a, I'm putting a, I'm putting a proper centre in there. I'm leaving him in, in the back row where he's been going good for the last two or three weeks. But he just put him out on an island against one of the best outside backs in the world what do you expect? And you're kind of forgetting about defensive. <laughs> so no, can't like, defend out there. Okay. Look, it's totally different. Like, he's a, he's a talent, David Fitt. He would have played centres in back, you know, three, five years ago when he was in school. He was a lot lighter then. Yeah. A lot more agile. He's still agile as hell, but, like, there's different levels. Like, it would be different if he was coming up against a rookie centre. That's what, that's where I would put him in the centres. If you're if opposite is a rookie centre who can't tackle, I'm putting Fafito at centre so he can trample him. Val Holmes is a vet. He's a vet. He knows as soon as soon as Fafita got the ball, he was all over him. Do you know what I mean? Like he Fafita had a couple of good runs here and there, but like you can't put him up against like a Val Holmes. And, and what expect about- him and expect him to dominate Val Holmes. Like Val Holmes is going, This is disrespectful for you. Even put David Fafita opposite me. I'm gonna take him to school. And imagine imagine a bloke that you want to get the ball and he's standing on the left edge or the right edge as a second rower, as a as an edge back rower. And then you go, he'll, this will help. Go one out more. Yeah. Go further away from the ball. Get further oh, away because you can't, even, you can't get the ball as a back row. Let's put you in the centres and see if you get no ball and get schooled and humiliated. Like, I don't think – he didn't deserve that. As soon as I, as soon as I saw the centre opposite him, I was like, fuck, why would you do that to the kid? Hmm. Like, it's Val Holmes. This dude is not a joke. You know what I mean? Like, as I said, if I was a coach, rookie centre, Fafita, get the ball. Be the back row, but down there, get in the centres and trample that kid. How did all your teams feel when you were the highest paid player by about a factor of 10? They were so proud. Yeah. <laughs> really stoked. <laughs> I've never been the highest paid player, ever. <laughs> Zig. Is that a new song then? I liked it. Zig's just, you know, 
He's just testing us <laughs> out. Testing a new one. Does it have swear words in it? We've got to move on from that. Uh, all right, let's go with the review preview. The Brisbane Broncos coming off a big win against the Cronulla Sutherland Shark, who put together probably one of the best 40 minutes of footy of the year. Well, Talakai did. Talakai did. <laughs> no. You know what I'm looking forward to? Stags Talakai. Because Stags owned it. He goes, I'm looking forward to it. You know what I mean? So it'll be, it's a different, you're playing against a different kid, Talakai. Like, Katoni Staggs is a dog. Like, he's going to come at him big time. This is not Harper, who was backing off the whole time and Saab not, not wanting a bar of it, he trying to come. Not. He just looked he at the sideline and went, thank fuck. You know, like, Katoni Staggs is going to come at him. And I'm looking forward to that battle. Like, it'll be a good game. I think that was one of the most dominant halves I've ever seen a kid play. Other than, like, maybe Turbo. I think Turbo would have done something like that last year. Yeah. Where he was just in a purple patch. But, like, Talakai, like, what, what, what else? What couldn't he do? He was running through blokes, drawing pass, flick passes, kicking, everything. So, like, and then, I don't know, he's, he's pretty much ruined that Harper's career. He got the hook. I feel sorry for that. Do you reckon bloke. he got the hook or was, it, is it, was that a coach saving him just more embarrassment? Oh, and or you know you what? Him, or did he get named again this week? No, he's out. He got dropped. So, I, okay. it does so look that like that doesn't help. So, that does not help that kid's confidence. No. That's where you got to understand, like, Talakai is a he's a beast. He's a, he's a different sort of animal. Like, does it help that – Harper's career or does he just sit back in Reggie's for the rest of his career well he's just and he came out of COVID I, I, I put a tweet up about he, you know his mum should come and pick him up from school because he was just he getting was getting, the yeah. older kids were bullying him but I, I feel like you know I, did, I forgot he'd come out of COVID he probably wasn't feeling the best and then copping that when you're not feeling the best it's not you guys are different yeah, I've never ideal. seen that why are we why why are we why, why are we um so quick to put people in origin. That's teams. what I was just about to say. We're we put Talakai straight away in the origin. Straight away in the origin uh, side. No, I'm not putting him against like Val Holmes or anything like that. That's exact same like, reason. Harper's like he had an awful game defensively. Yeah. They don't defend like that in origin. They come up in and they slam the shit out of you. So, if anything, Talakai could be on the bench as a 14 because he's, he's a rarity. Like he's an anomaly. He can play anywhere in the backs, and he can play front row, back row, lock. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, and it'll be out of them. The other the seven for um. For Cronulla, he'll be going for the 14 spot as well. So, yeah, you know, you need a player who can play everywhere, especially in Origin, the HIAs, all that kind of stuff. You're going to lose a key player in an Origin game. It's just, a, it's not if, it's when. So, um, yeah, I'm not sticking him at left, left center. Like, what about the other kids, like a Bradman Best or Katoni Staggs, uh, Zach Crichton. Lomax, Crichton? You know, these kids Campbell that have Graham. been been waiting for ages. Mm. You know, like so. That's who they're going with. That's just media talk. That's so, media you know, talk. like guys like Freddie and all that, they know who they're picking. I don't. I would put him on the bench, but. I was going to say, he, bench. if he could keep doing this, and I would love to see him off the bench for New South Wales, just get on there and just do your thing, big boy. He is big. But not starting left center. Come on. No. Broncos, good. Broncos, all right. Yeah, who are you picking? I pick, well, the Sharks will pump them, but Broncos. They're all right. There's Payne Haas, what the fuck? Dude went off with an AC and just comes back on and just destroys the Bulldogs. Like he, I think he had still had five hit ups for like ninety meters or something in his first, yeah, stint, his first stint. And then the second one, I swear to God, if we had contained him, we would have gone a long way to winning that game because they were coming out of yardage. I think they made twenty meters and then he takes the last hit up and makes like twenty five, and then gets him in a good position to kick. There was just a couple of real momentum momentum swings in that game, and he was a big part of it. So I think he ran for over two hundred meters and ugh, yeah, seventy minutes. He's hard guy. He's such a tough. He's the best fall in the world. He is. Uh, the Titans and the Panthers. Uh, is it going to be one of those things where anyone who plays the Panthers or the Storm 
you just get smashed until it's just, until, it's just by how far you yeah. go. You know, like can we can we compete? This Titans are probably thinking, can we compete with these guys for sixty or eighty? They're relentless, the Panthers. They've moved they, Brimson to fullback, which yeah. I think he's not a five eight. No, um, he needs free range. He needs some space. And are they so, put Fafita's back? Is he yeah, back in the back row? back in the second row. He's still got a good team. The Titans. They just can't. They're just not. They don't gel. No, something not yet. They've got um Jaden Campbell on the on the extended bench. Look, I, I hope they keep Brinson there. Will Smith's at six. He he, he he's good. He'll he's do good a job, defensively. He'll do know? a job. They'll, they'll they'll be competitive. But like the Panthers, like even the Raiders were competitive. Yeah. But they just are relentless at what they do. They see how they just they just monster you in defense as well. They want to kick it to you so they can beat the shit out of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're doing like like what Canberra had like a couple. It was only in the last three minutes that they had to play the ball in their half. You know. But, <laughs> <laughs> humiliating that is to your to your middles and your outside backs. You couldn't even get over halfway for for thirty seven minutes, yeah. and they'll just like they'll, they'll kick it to your back five. If your back five aren't animals, you're getting dealt with. You know, they really army kick out just picks people up and just ragdolls them. They'll give you five meters or ten meters, and then just drag you back five meters. Yeah, like it's a it's a it's a great tactic, especially when you're coming out of yardage. That's it's so important for your back five to be strong and try and find the, find the ground so much because they'll let you – they'll give you a couple of metres. I think there was one time I think um, the Titans hooker ran out and they I think he made a really good run and then they just dragged him back like six metres. Yeah. So it took ten metres and then dragged him back six and they ruin your whole set. They've got these little tricks that they do and they do it so well. And we were talking about it last week about like, you know, all these penalties and all that kind of stuff because they consistently do that. Yeah. And it's like, well, it doesn't look that bad, but it's, it's, they'll take your impact and then it's like a scrum. It's like three people in there and just fucking ragdoll on your back. So if you're like, if you're like a, a center or a winger, if you're not a big fullback and not a hard runner, man, you're getting smashed. Liam Martin does it probably the best, him and kickout. So both their edge back roles are amazing at it. Kit, and then you've got some Coruscant and Fisher Harris and the other, the other prop and, Isaiah Yo, like they're all on the same page, and these kids, Spencer Leandu coming off the bench, mate, they are just dominant. And it's like they want you to have the ball so they can bash you. That's bad. Bad feeling. <laughs> That's things. bad. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'm I did. Sick like. of scoring tries. Let's just beat the shit out of them. What That's do you want to do now? Let's just kick. Let's just kick. Just them. kick it clear. I just want to hit someone. I'm bored. Second tackle, That's kick it. Tackle. I liked when Targo Tago got. He got palmed off by Harawera and Naira. And just stuck And he him. just kept coming. Yeah. You know, that's that's why they win. You can see, like, just the way they play with with Brian Toto out right now. Charlie Staines and that other kid, uh, May, look at those two competing against each other on different wings because they know when Toto comes back, one of them's they're gone. Gonna, they're get, one of them's gone and they're going to make a massive deep run into the finals, probably win it or get into a grand final because that's how much... That's how much they're competing. Yeah. You can just see it. it. Like, Charlie Staines has never run harder. No, he hasn't. He's never run harder. He's played twos and threes. He's coming from... They're just doing so much meterage because they know when Toto comes back, he gets on the left wing. Straight in. And you know what I mean? The, the only difference is Staines can, can may play on the right side. I don't I don't think... He, I don't think he can play wherever he wants. Yeah. He's just a footballer, kid. So, it's dangerous. They've got a team out there that is... And it's not just the team. I watch their reserve grade and their flag... And their Harold Matson SG ball. I <laughs> think they beat, they smashed every single level of Canberra. Yeah. One of them by 60. Ugh. It's like there's a production line out there that could last for the next five to 10 years. Heard it here first. Get on Scary. Twitter. Thanks, Scoop. <laughs>
Uh, <laughs> that dude calls me Scoop again. I'm fucking blocking There's about four of them. Ugh, I don't Scoop even scoop. read it. They I just, just tweet and get that out of there. <laughs> just drop it and leave. <laughs> and then I have to clean up. So yeah. the Rabbitohs against the Sea Eagles. Manly, look, South's obviously lost a game that everyone expected them to win this week. Yeah, um, credit to the Tigers, but, but the Tigers on, are going man. well. Tigers aren't a bad team. Yeah, We're Tigers. Are, yeah, I love the Tigers. I love the Tigers. We've always loved I love the Madge. I love everyone. Great culture. Best culture. Winning. Just cannot stop winning. <laughs> Manly, Manly are in a little bit of strife this year. Mm. I mean, they've had injuries. They've got no forwards this week, no pretty turbo. much. And then I'll tell you what doesn't help. When John Schuster, who is a brilliant, brilliant player, mm. his dirtbag manager comes out, he's going to play 5-8 or we're going to take him. Shut is up. That what, that... Shut up, managers. Go mm. under your dirty little stuff. And I feel rocks. sorry for Schuster because he hasn't said a word. Never said a word. And now everyone else thinks he's like... Greedy he's, again. He's greedy and wants money and stuff. Like The kid's injured. All Let the kid come back and kill it and let his football do the talking. Come on, man. If I was a my manager, would never say anything like that. Sammy Abe or Greg Keenan said anything about my game, I'm sacking them. And essentially, what they're saying is you need to move Kieran Foran on at the end of the year. So, Kieran yeah, Foran, who's. Like, shut up. He's done, like, he's won comps with Manly. You know, he's been really good for him, too, the last couple Schuster of years. Schuster is a back rower. Like, well, I mean, apparently he's, his manager says he's not, Will. He's, he's, he's getting 5'8 money. I don't know. Grubby McGrubberson. <laughs> but that's the whole thing, eh? Like, back rolls or 5'8s. 5'8s get more money. So or it's a strategic money. thing. But, yeah. like, just shut up and let the kid play. Yeah. He's going to have to do it himself. You're not on the field playing. You do his deal. That's it. Don't come out and talk football. I don't know who you are, but just shut up. Imagine Sam Could be Sam Sorry, Sammy. The Warriors – well, who wins that game? It's a good game, actually. I think it's a good game. South will win. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I hope Morgan Harper has an absolute stormer in reserve grade, too. Yeah. Uh, Warriors Raiders at Morton Daly. Where is this Morton Daly? Look it up. Out in the country? Oh, it's Redcliffe's over. Redcliffe. They've been playing some good games there. Are they going to try and kidnap some of these blokes to play for the Dolphins? This is signing straight away. Straight oh, away. sign this. Oh, it's a contract. It's a contract. It's a contract. <laughs> <laughs> autographs. They're sending yeah, 10 year old kids. Can you, can you sign, sign my this, autograph, please? please? Mr. Mm. Wouldn't sign anyone. Wouldn't anyone from the Warriors and Raiders. Warriors haven't been. That was bad last sign week. Sign this, Mr. Whiten. Oh, it's a contract. It's a three year deal. I feel I feel sorry, though, for the Warriors because they have been, like, maybe that was just that half where they were like, what are we doing? We've been living away from home for three years. 70. Under the post, just going, you. you, you what are you thinking when it's like 44 nil? Oh, mate, yeah. that's a hole that you cannot get into quick enough. I wasn't watching Just it. Get me off. Live. I was, I was, and then I, I went back and I checked the score or something, and it was, it was 14 10 at half time, and then I checked the score. Mm. I was shocked too because I didn't watch the game. And it was 50 to 10. I was like, what just happened? How did you Ryan keep it like that? I don't, yeah, I think the worries, oh, man, especially on Anzac Day, it's usually, usually a great battle. Well, they've left Group 1 company and they've gone back to Group 3 against the Raiders. So that should be a decent game. The Roosters against the Bulldogs. The Roosters have been extremely unimpressive. Mm. Um, I think Luke Keary probably needs to run the side more than he is. I think at the moment with Keary and Walker, they both play similar styles of footy. Um, And I think Walker's going to always play what's in front of him. That's the way he wants to play. And I think Keary's done that in the past too. But they probably lack someone that's directing him around the park a little bit. So. They just seemed they, they were all over the shop on the weekend. They just didn't look like they were just they were just they were really off. That wasn't the roosters. So I wasn't I wouldn't be um 
I wouldn't be worried about them. They just got to figure out a few things out. Their forwards were still, you know, like they were just they were just really off. I was at the game. I was just like, ooh. I could tell in the first like 15 minutes, you know, usually they, they come out of their line and they just beat the shit out of you defensively. So they'll get back to their defensive sort of systems this week against the Bulldogs. So they'll be expected to win that, even though the Bulldogs will. The Bulldogs will win that. <laughs> Eels if, and Cowboys. Uh, Eels win that. I think Cowboys, Cowboys actually, I'll tell oh, you what, yeah, this is not- they're a good side. Like I think Todd Payton last year, there was obviously some – I don't know whether it was the fact that his messaging wasn't getting through. They were used to it. So they had a coach for a long time. Yeah. And maybe the way that he coached didn't – because that can happen. You know, they yeah, come in and, takes and a players. Bit. But this year, I'll tell you what, that that Helam Lukey – That Lukey's a good kid. Oh, he can play. Strong. Oh, my so God. Strong. Like and a prototype got, back row. He's just coming off the bench. He's, he gets named in the starting side, but he comes off the bench. Tal Malolo. Tal Malolo's really – owning that leadership role. And I think that's what Todd Payne was trying to get out of him. Yeah, because he had such great leaders up there when he was in his prime um, with JT and Morgan, Matt Scott, James Tarmow, Cooper, all these big names. You've lost like a th- over a thousand games right there, yeah. probably more. And then he was just he was just doing JT things, Tamalolo things, just, just dominating games, but he didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to say much. Now I think Toddy's really got that leadership out in him and he's playing he's, he's still he's oh, back he's to his back. best he's, he's back, back to his best he's yeah. coming off both feet and understand last year he was injured the whole of last year those years where he was the best player in the world he wasn't injured at all yeah you gotta understand that and he was playing a lot of football now he's he's got his minutes about 50 60 minutes like he's dominant as hell he's got some help now he's got those young back rowers that can actually play and their halves are doing their job and the hookers are doing their job you know what i mean so that makes his job a lot easier. Well, he can one, just do what he does, which is destroy teams single-handedly. You've always said that the way you judge the strength of a team is looking at their bench. Now, if mm. you look at the Cowboys, they literally have got three forwards that the bench. swap in and out of the starting side. So they've got Lukey, they've got Gilbert, they've got Ruben Cotter, who Ruben always gets Cotter. names. He's unreal. I bet he plays for Queensland. Yeah. He be, he's got origin written all over him. He, he looks... He looks like the bloke that if you, you know, he spills your Woodstock and bourbon, you know what I mean, and then tries to fight you in a pub. <laughs> he looks like one of those blokes. I reckon, I reckon he'll play Origin this year. Just say if they lose game one or something, he'll come in game two or three. And he's just, a footballer. And he just looks like he's just built for Origin. Yeah. You know, one of those typical like Dallas Johnson sort of yeah. off that sort of mould, you know, come in there and just cut everyone to bits. Because I think if you look at their bench and the fact that it's interchangeable with their starting side – that is something. The Cowboys actually, they're they're a moral to make yeah. the eight. There you go, a moral. Because you got yeah, you got some good kids in there. Um, from you know even that Jermaine Tanua Brown, he's a good kid, so he can't even make their run on. He can't even make their Tatum bench. Side, yeah. Well, what are you going to do with Tavio Fido? Like, he's, well, drink water's killing. Well, drink water's killing it. And what are you going to like? And so is Tualangi. Yeah. Val Holmes, Pelahiku, Cole Felt. Good problem. It's been have. really good, man. Chad Townsend and Deedon been working really good together. Yeah, they have. He's a little rat bag, Deedon. You can just tell. Deedon's he Deedon, goes hard. He rips yeah. in. He rips in really hard. Like he was just, he was just part of. And you know who's been playing really good? Jordan McLean. Yeah, he has. He's been playing well. He's been doing some real tough runs, and he's been clearing the way for Tal Malolo. So Tal Malolo's not taking the first hit up or second hit up. He's on the third or fourth all the time because because he's doing his job, McLean. And Cullen Hess be. has been good. So he just needed all he needed was find a little bit of balance. You know he didn't have he doesn't have to do all the all everything Tal Malolo. You know, must but, be a contract year for McLean because he's been missing for a couple. Yeah, 
And Dolphins like he, he, he signing. Can, he can play. Like he's a big he's a big guy. He come from that Melbourne system. He can play. He's just been a few few little injuries here and there. Now he seems to be fully fit and he's making some massive meterage. He's going all right. Well, I'm I'm all on the Cowboys now. I should yeah. have backed them. Knights and Storm. Next. Storm, yeah. Dragons and Tigers. That's a probably that's 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 going to be one of the best games of the round. I've tipped I've tipped the Tigers because I'm all too. in. I'm all in on the Tigers now because uh, all it takes is a little oh, bit of yeah. all it arm. takes is a little bit of a uh, little bit of success and the team starts to bond. I'll tell you what I liked. I, I said it last week. I love the way that Jackson Hastings is that player that supports his like if he's doing it in public. Mm. Then you know that behind the scenes, he's texting his become mates, a, he's finding out. He's just he's gelled them together. Become a real leader. Yeah, it's good. That's probably the best thing that's happened to him. Was go overseas, get doubted, and then come back and be you know a dominant player. Willie's big boys. Here we go. Big boys have just been killing it all year. Um, it's hard to go past. Talakai for three points, isn't it? I don't care if he's in the centres or nothing. He's about 120 kilos. He's built like a little granite truck. So he's going to get my three points. Two points, Payne Haas. It's just, he's just playing at a ridiculous level. He, um, I think he played like 65, 70 minutes. The only time he went off, he lost those minutes because he went off. Um, he was nearly solely responsible for getting Brisbane back on track. Uh, one point, James Tarmow for the Tigers. He's been playing outstanding. Like he's um got back to his his old style. He's running about 160, 160 meters. Like my, all these guys are easily running 180, 200 meters now. Mm. It's easy. They're taking a lot of kickoffs and all that kind of stuff. But through the middle, a lot more play the balls. It's good. But um I couldn't go past Talakai. That's one of the most dominant performances I've ever seen. Payne Haas, James Tarmow. So what's our leaderboard look like? We've got Cam- Campbell Gillard's on eight. Right. Talakai, six, and Junior Paulo and Payne Haas are on five. So it's going to be a little – it's going to be hard again. This could be the first time that a centre is in the running for the big boys. Yeah, have you seen him? He is a big boy. He is, he's he's off, fucking huge. He could play anywhere. I really hope that by next week – they have removed last year's total winnings from the top because all it does is it just, what is this, round six or seven or something? And it just, round eight? Round seven or eight? Round, round eight. eight. We haven't oh, won a thing. Oh, that's just so bad. I'm relying on you. I was, I was Tupo, if Tupo had a score on the weekend, what? We would have won? Do you know what? I'm going to give you a little bit of punning advice. Stop going the early crow. As soon as you get a few up out of your multi, you're straight on the text so claiming. excited. It just stop doing it. Early crow no. means guaranteed you won't win. Reckon? Guaranteed. It's so a thing. Close. Close does not pay no. the bills. Yeah. <laughs> so at the moment, we will be giving $0 to a lucky club of uh, mm. $0. Well done. Awful. You should listen to the show and not follow our tips. Anything that we tip, tip the opposite. Mm, totally you will be opposite. extremely wealthy. So this week, I'm just go- I'm going... <laughs> I'm actually embarrassed about some of these bets. Yeah, you're I've bad. gone – do you know what, though? This one I did on the table five seconds before we came on. But I have gone the Rabbitohs to cover the three and a half into the night storm overs because I think that'll be a high-scoring game because the Knights can't tackle. And the Raiders head-to-head over the Warriors. Right. Um, can you read mine out? Because I don't understand it. So <laughs> – 
This is the best segment ever. Oh, man. So we've got the Cronulla Sharks head-to-head. We've got Tail and May to score at any time. We've got the Eels and the Cowboys to be over 40 and a half. And we've got the Knights and the Storm to be over 40. Oh, same as me. So whoever puts your bets on for you agrees with me. (laughs) Producer. Paying $6.83. So between the two of us, we're going to have $600 there, which is a good start. And then the producer... West Coast, GWS, and Essendon to win. It's a thousand bucks if we get that. Wow. That that means what that means. That means is that we're all going to get beat by. They're all going to get a hundred. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I don't know much about AFL, but if that's paying twenty bucks for three legs, that is just mm. three teams that cannot win. All right. Uh, tips. My tips for the week: Sharks, Panthers, Rabbits, Raiders, Bulldogs, Eels, Storm, and Dragons. You're right. My loyalty towards the Bulldogs has cost me five points. So, so I'll, I'll, honestly, now <laughs> if I look at that, I'm six ahead of I'm you. Nearly got, I've nearly There's got seven it. rounds. If mm. you didn't tip the dogs every week, they've mm-hmm. won one game. Yeah, you would be equal. Yeah. So, so we're equal. We're well. I'm not going. Do you know what I'm not going to do? <laughs> I'm not going to unless I win by more than how many rounds are there? How many games can the Bulldogs lose? Twenty six. I have to beat you by twenty six. Twenty-six. Well, I said sixteen. Sixteen. Great math. No, well, they can win a few. They'll win a few. The, the Bulldogs will win games. Yeah. Uh, what have I gone? I've gone everything the same as you, except uh, for the Roosters. the Roosters. Oh no, I've taken the Tigers because I'm all on Tiger right. Town now. And the producer, who's actually not putting these in anymore, Henry is. So Henry's got means, Sharks, Panthers, Eagles, Warriors, Roosters, Eels, Storm, and Tigers. So I feel like even if the producer wasn't ter- – because he was coming dead last. And now that he's got someone who somewhat knows, he, well, he's disqualified. He's, just, he's, he's disqualified. Given he's given up at round eight. Come on, mate. Come on. Now we've got one question. I'll just go into the Twitter. Elon Musk, they're going to call it from now on. The Musk, yeah. the Musk files. Why does anyone care if he buys it? I don't understand. Why is it a big deal? I don't know. Because uh, Elon Musk and he can buy it the fuck he wants. No, no, rich. He's a weird human <laughs> I'm being. Rich. He should I'll buy this buy show. It. He should buy this. Buy the show, Elon. His best investment. <laughs> Give me the question. Sin bins. Everyone's saying Tupu should have been bin, but what are we? What we should be saying is that ninety percent of bins to date should not have been used only for repeat offences or pro fouls in try scoring position. Thoughts? I agree. I think um, they're they're happy just to send people off for ten straight away. It doesn't. It, it can cost games. You know what I mean? Like, just even with, like, Marshall King a couple of weeks ago getting sent off, that changed the whole game. Yeah, it did. You know what I mean? So the refs either, I don't know, maybe a fine system or something like that because it is – I mean, you do have to be disciplined in this game. You know, like, the reason why Marshall King would have got sent off because we give probably five penalties, five, six to goes down there. And, you know, they would have they would have spoke to the captain and said, look, next one is going to go for 10. So you do it again, then you, you get sent. But, like, some of them are just real – I don't know. It just seems like refs just blow it too early. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I just don't think people understand. Like, they just don't do it for nothing. You know what I mean? It's repeat offences. Repeat offences. You don't see it because they let these 60 goes go all the time. So you're not seeing penalties blown all the time. But refs get pissed off. They get all these little things like they sit in these little meetings all week and they go, what are we going to fucking pick on this week? <laughs> That's exactly what they do. What can we pick on this week to ruin the game? And they'll do that. Yeah, it's true though. And they do... You know, and again for Let's everyone, get petty. Let's make the most pettiest rule and just pick on that. I love when Anthony Griffin said last week on last year on Magic Round he would have had two years in jail. Two, yeah. <laughs> he probably would have too. <laughs> Do not pass go. Well, that concludes another week of probably the greatest show of all time, podcast of all time. All right, we're going to be tweeting all weekend. So uh, rate and review, Mason's Take dot com. 
Get on to it. It's the best website in the world. Buy it, Elon Musk. Buy it. Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.